The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio Show. Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management has offices in Bend, Eugene, and John Day, serving clients from all over the Northwest. Give us a call today for your free retirement review. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he is Josh Finelli, or as Grayson likes to call him, Dad. Uh, no, that, that man. That man, that's right. Josh's uh, three and a half year old. Set when, when Grayson doesn't agree with what Josh is telling him, he says to his mother, "Mom, that man is being mean to me." <laughs> <laughs> Which is a three and a half year old says it. It's pretty funny when they're referring to their his father. His new thing is, uh, when is Josh coming home? <laughs> <laughs> hey, I call my mother by her first name, and I always have. Really? Yeah. And even I, when you're young? Even when I was little, it made people, cra- it made people crazy. And I call my grandparents by their first name. Oh, and so funny. my kids call uh, all of their grandparents by their first name and most of the grandparents. My parents don't care, but the other grandparents certainly do. Um, so uh, one of the, the common commonalities amongst the the people that want things to go back to normal, that think we can have low interest rates forever, and, and they also believe in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy and all those things. Um, you know, they say, well, we don't need to keep raising rates. Inflation has rolled over. They just need to let the current rate hikes uh, saturate and, and ruminate, and, and they will have the desired effect, and inflation will go down, and we can all be happy and go back to partying like it's 1999 again. Um, but I, I think looking at the the case for why the Fed needs to continue to raise rates is one of the most important ones. Um, and, and I know a lot of people disagree with this, but when you look at the data, it seems to be pretty clear. Um, November 20th, so when we look at month of November, uh, so sorry, November was the 20th consecutive month in which the rate of inflation outpaced the growth in hourly wages. And so what that means, and for all of you out there listening, is it just literally means the decline in prosperity for most Americans. And so, you know, the Federal Reserve, I know it, I, I, hopefully they don't care about the top 1%. It really looks like, based on their behavior, that's who they care about because their actions have rewarded that group the most. Um, but they they hopefully care about all Americans, right? That That's what you hope, at least. Um, and And... This wage, you know, the decline in wages, real real decline in wages that we've seen for 20 months in a row is very painful uh, for the people in middle America and and people on the lower income spectrum. And so, you know, you got to get uh, inflation below wage growth. You just have to because it becomes untenable to live in this country if you have inflation outpacing wage growth over time, um, it, it becomes, you know, we start to see crazy things politically. The nuance to that, I think, is just in the most recent months, uh, there's been real wage growth on the lower half of the distribution, and the but pain barely. is now being disproportionately felt uh, on the upper end. But, uh, you know, it's this is a problem that the wage push thing, and this is what we've been saying for the last two years, It's this is a structural factor that isn't going to be remedied anytime soon. There's just not enough workers and way too many baby boomers are exiting the labor force that are, there's just a lack of competency to replace them. Yeah, all the people making the argument for the Fed to stop is ignoring the fact that we have unemployment at three, sub 4% in this country. And and that, you know, when you have an inflation, or I mean, when you have a labor market that looks like that and wages going up for small businesses meaningfully every year, the only solution I don't what I don't get by these people is they think we can get rid of inflation in the economy without a recession. And it just there's just Vanguard in my opinion, it, it's Vanguard just calls it the job full recession. And I think like, you know, we've seen prospects that answered the phone at DoorDash that got twelve million dollars in RSUs and it's like that person is gonna have to reskill in the new economy because that job 
you know, that level of compensation relative to that skill is not going to exist uh, going forward, but there's definitely a role for them somewhere where they can get, you know, what would in historically be considered fair compensation re relative to the output. Yeah, I mean, I just finally have some grown-ups at the Federal Reserve, but I, I fear that that's not coming anytime soon. Okay, uh, this, uh, we'll tackle some emails. We got an email from a TM. Uh, hopefully you know who you are. Uh, it says, <laughs> Josh can tackle this one. Uh, if everyone I know, including you guys, know a recession is coming in 2023, why shouldn't I take my money out of the stock market until the recession is over? We've already kind of addressed this uh, so far. In, You're in assuming show, everybody listens to that all whole I, show. I, I know they besides don't. Besides Tim, <laughs> but uh, you know, again, like timing markets is this impossible endeavor just because you have to continuously be right and being right twice is uh, significantly more difficult than being right once and it is very true that markets may continue to decline and uh, find new lows we're certainly believers that that uh, may be the outcome in 2023 but the point is is that markets move on average six months before the end of the recession and your guess is as good as mine what that end is ultimately going to be. But when we do get in a recession, inflation rolls over pretty quick, uh, and all of a sudden markets move. And that, that incremental move off the bottom is, happens with such speed and pace that you're not going to be able to appropriately time it. And data is pretty clear that most people end up getting back into markets at prices that were higher than when they left. And that's sort of the reality of market timing. And of course, you know, that argument of dividend reinvesting and all the rest, uh, your returns are a function of how long you've been invested more so than your ability to time it. And that's why don't don't fall for that trick. So TM, let's uh, let's do a little example here. Let's say uh, TM, I said to you on March 25th, uh, 2020, I said, okay, TM, uh, we have this global pandemic that's about to occur. Um, the next step is we're going to close schools around the world. Airline travel is going to stop happening around the world. Everybody's going to be stuck in their houses. And uh, we don't have a cure for this pandemic, and we don't know how long it's going to last. Uh, what, TM, would you have done with your portfolio? Chances are, like most people, you would have said, I'm going to go to cash. Well, uh, let's see. Three days later, the market bottomed in that correction uh, and then took off like a scalded cat. Uh, and so, you know, my point in telling you that story is that you know, you had something that in everybody's lifetime had never happened before. Even if you know the news, you're not going to be able to successfully trade it. You just can't get it right. I mean, and so, you know, there's there is something that's going to happen in the next decade that nobody can imagine. Right. We know we never could have imagined people flying planes into a building in New York City and the Pentagon. We you know, all of the we couldn't have ever imagined the smartphones that we have in our pocket. All of these things that are going to happen in the future, um, they're going to happen again and you you know you think you can uh, accurately time markets based on those you know there's something out there there's 65 or 40 trillion sorry 40 trillion in derivative uh trades out there that exist uh sort of off balance sheet uh leverage in the banking system globally um and the last two times the market or the market was flooded liquidity from the fed it was because they were worried about those markets we could have a point next year in 2023 where those markets start to go, you know, trade sideways or, or haywire again, and the market changes their, or the Fed changes their tune and they flood the market with liquidity um, and stocks take off again like they did in March of 2020. So you need to be there when that happens. And, and you can't say to yourself, well, like when that happens, I'll, I'll get back in. You won't because the news when it's happening is going to be much worse than it is now. And they're going to talk about doomsday. Um, when you think about what created the market bottom in 2009, I will tell you, I was underneath my desk sucking my thumb on March 9th, 2009, because I thought it was never going to end. Um, I didn't do anything about our accounts, but it was very painful. And guess what? That's what turned out to be the bottom. And so even if I told you the news, uh, TM, or anybody out there listening, chances are really high that you're not going to get the market direction correct. I mean, even look at this week, Chinese reopening, end of all COVID-related lockdowns in mainland China, Chinese stocks sell off. The complete opposite outcome that would be 
uh, the intuition of any any market watcher, and of course, a complete opposite out outcome than you know most of the talking heads that have predicted on TV over the last couple of months. It's but time in it's the market. Example. Not timing the market is how you're successful. All right, if you want to take one of us up on a free retirement review, call the office to get it scheduled if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. Number here is 800-743-0988 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review, 800-743-0988. Again, You'll find everything your country Christmas needs, including big savings, right now at Coastal. Coastal Farm and Ranch, just what your holidays need. The holiday shopping season isn't done yet. Right now, you're invited to shop and save during the country Christmas sale at Coastal. You'll find everything the country needs to brighten your holidays, including these offers. Save $15 per pair on all ladies' fashion jeans, regular price $49.99 to $169.99. Plus, shop the biggest Wrangler event of the season. Almost all Wranglers are on sale and get a $30 gift card with any $150 Wrangler purchase. Shop the Coastal Country Christmas Sale in-store or online at CoastalCountry.com. Coastal Farm and Ranch, just what your holidays need. Central Oregon from Highway 97 in Redmond. Plaza Travel Plaza. Food, fuel, and fun. After a long day and you want to play, get your mind off of the road. Have a great meal, try your slot machines. Life's good on the plateau. Quick stop anytime, gets you everything under the sun. Life's good on the Plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Food, fuel, and fun? At the Plateau Travel Plaza in Madras, you get food, fuel, and fun all in one fabulous stop. After you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. Wow, buddy. This place is gorgeous. Oh, I love living here at Wild Horse Mesa. It was just built in 2021, so it's got all the latest amenities with high-end finishes, plus AC, my own washer-dryer, pool access, fitness center, rec room, and a private patio. <laughs> all this on your salary? Wild Horse Mesa is more affordable than you think. Call the office and see what's available. Google Wild Horse Mesa Prineville for more information. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Minutes from Prineville. New, beautiful, affordable Wild Horse Mesa. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by finding us on iTunes. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us on this chilly weekend here. Uh, we've had, we, we did get some snow, but uh, we're needing some more. So everybody get out there and do that snow dance. Do they still do that at uh, 10 Barrel, don't they? Like, the pray, pray for, for pray snow, for party. snow parties. I think they still do it. I'm yeah. sure they must do it, yeah. 
Um, so good news uh, next year. Um, when you look at the tax rate schedule, um, the tax rates, so the percentages aren't changing, but the income levels are changing. So um, when you look at all the different, so most, I hope most people understand that the tax rate is progressive, meaning like you, you pay a certain rate on the first part of your income and then the tax rates go up progressively over time as you make more money. Um, but they, the dollar amounts are going up significantly. Uh, and so when I look at this chart, it makes me quite happy. They are also um, uh, increasing the uh, amount you can contribute to a 401k plan. So maximum elective uh, deferral to retirement plans of 401k, 403b is 22,500. And if you're over 50 years old, you can add an additional 7,500. For a simple IRA, it's 15,005, and the catch-up contribution is 3,500. And then uh, in terms of uh, capital gains, so your tax rate on capital gains, if you make, if you're married filing jointly, if you make under $90,000, you don't pay any capital gains uh, tax. If you make over $90,000, but less than 550,000, you pay 15% capital gains rate. And if you make over 553,000, you pay a 20% capital gains rate. And then the health savings accounts, which we are big proponents of, uh, contribution limits next year for an individual are 3850, 3850. And for a family, which is what I do and Josh does, uh, $7,750 a year. So make sure you get all those. And you can find that online. It's uh, all been updated. Uh, and then before we talk about, what are we talking about? Oh, withdrawal rates from a foreign, retirement plan. Um, I do, I bring this up every one few shows. Um, for those of you with kids or grandkids uh, uh, that you want to educate them on financial matters, because we know that the high schools generally don't, uh, that's not a subject course. I know at Summit where my kids go, there is one class that you can take. Of course, my kids didn't take it, but <laughs> you can take it on financial <laughs> literacy. Um uh, you know, we know that that's a big problem and it can have a, financial literacy can have a huge impact on uh, people's life. If you are a financially literate person, uh, knowing some basic things that most Americans don't know. Uh, and there's a book out there written by a guy, a guy named John Lim, L-I-M is his last name. Um, and he's actually a physician. He's not in the financial world, but he wrote how to raise your child's financial IQ. The most important things. The book is 60 something pages long. It's very easy to read. Um, and and I, so I would urge you, you can go online and look for it. It's 62 pages long. Uh, again, the title of, is it, title of it is How to Raise Your Child's Financial IQ, The Most Important Things by John Lim, L-I-M. Finn's, Finn's financial literacy is uh, no location of dad. Yeah, where is dad? But yeah, I mean, so the, that's, a, that's a, I would tell you, kids and grandkids, get them to read it, read it with them, talk about it. You know, teenagers love to talk about uh books they read with their parents. I know that's a huge, yeah. huge thing in my household every Big night. Time. One thing I will tell you to do, this is, I got this from the Wall Street Journal, uh, and I know this is a financial show, but when your kids get older, do this, and I'd urge everybody out there to do this, uh, because teenagers are very difficult to get to talking, right? But every night that we're all together, which is a rare thing because of sports and stuff, but last night we had all at dinner together, uh, and we do highlight low light. So everybody has to tell uh, the family, uh, what their highlight and low light were the day for the day is, and um, our kids are always, oh, I don't want to do this, but then they it gets them talking. So I would urge everybody out there, to, it's a great uh, activity, especially if you have teenagers, highlight low light for the day, uh, and you learn a lot about your kids and what's going on in your kids, and even your wife maybe. I find some things out about what goes on in my wife's day when we do highlight <laughs> low light. Her day sounds pretty great to me. She never has a low light, except for when I get home. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about um, the, the withdrawal rule um, from a retirement asset. So the, the important thing to know, and this is one of the things that makes retirement planning relatively easy for the accumulation phase of life because, you know, everybody says, well, how much money do I need to have saved uh, so that I know that I have enough for retirement? And we say, okay, well, figure out what you need from an income standpoint in today's dollars and know that you can take about 4.4% of your retirement assets on an annual basis 
and raise that rate up for whatever inflation is every year, and you're statistically not going to run out of money. Uh, when interest rates got really, really low there for quite some time, artificially low. Withdrawal rates, safe withdrawal rates came down. Yeah, the, what people considered 4% rule went away, and they said, well, maybe it has to be more like 3.2%. Yeah, Morningstar, I think, came out last year and said that 3.3% was the new 4% rule. But, of course, that, the predicate, the baseline assumption of that was a 50% fixed, 50% equity portfolio. Yeah, so now that rates are finally higher again and, and probably headed higher like, – permanently over time because that's how the interest rate world works uh you know we that withdrawal rate can go higher the other there's two things that happen right we have interest rates that are higher so the fixed income part of your portfolio can finally generate some positive returns not real returns but positive returns and over time they will generate positive real returns and then the other part of that is stocks have gotten cheaper so you know the funny thing is is in 2021 when stock market was much higher People were like sort of more optimistic about the future stock market returns. Now that stocks are down 20%, they're pessimistic about stock returns, which is always so funny to me because everybody likes to buy something on sale. Like if you go buy a car or go buy clothes, you love to buy all that stuff on sale. But for some reason, you don't like to buy stocks on sale. And it's just always such a confounding thing to me. Per, you know, your expected, re expected return in your portfolio is significantly higher now than it was back on January 1st of 2022, going into the future. On both is. the stock and the bond side yeah. of it. And you think if you have been... Uh, appropriately allocating fixed income so far this year, 10 months ago, your risk reducers paid you literally a tenth of a percent. Uh, that same number today is four and a half. And that, you know, if it was 30 or 40 percent of your portfolio that was functionally dead money uh, at the beginning of this year, that risk-free side now actually yields above your income expectation for that portion of the portfolio. And so that's the, the next thing quickly I wanted to get to was that if you are a retiree, it is very important that you structure your portfolio appropriately such that your return enhancer part of your portfolios are truly return enhancers, meaning you know that's where your long-term growth is going to come from. But your risk reducers, meaning the part of your portfolio where you're going to get your income probably for the next 18 months because stocks are going to be down, the they have to be risk reducers. So the bonds you have in your portfolio or anything that you consider a risk reducer has to truly be a risk reducer. In our world right now, in our client portfolios, that means short duration, very short duration, one year or less U.S. Treasury bonds that are the safest asset, you know, security in the world. Um, but they're also relatively good yield when you look at the bond market in general. Most financial advisors aren't doing that. So I urge all of you that are retired or close to retiree, make sure that the part of your portfolio where you're going to be getting income from, if the market continues to be volatile, the stock market is truly a risk reducer and truly invested where it should be. We know when we, Josh and I look at retirement accounts, that's not what is happening um, because most financial advisors don't actually manage the money or they're very lazy and they just uh, sort of do what had, has worked for the last 40 years and that's not going to work for the next 40 years. So we urge you uh, to take a close look at that uh, you know, if you're in that stage of life because it's important. Uh, okay. If you want to sign up for our e-newsletter, Josh and I do a uh, video in the middle and end of every month where we talk about what's going on in the capital market markets and we sort of uh, skew it towards especially how it's going to affect our clients' money. But if you want to get added to that list, go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. Send us an email. Say, add me to your e-newsletter list. When we come back, we have a bear market checklist. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market. You can always watch past videos on YouTube or NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
Price's Cascade Mattress. Cascade Mattress and Furniture would like to thank you for over a decade of shopping at their Ben location, right next to Nike and Columbia. And now to better serve our friends in Redmond, Eagle Crest, Primeville, and surrounding areas, Cascade Mattress and Furniture is celebrating their second location in downtown Redmond with a year-end clearance sale. If you've ever wanted to experience every option from Tempur-Pedic, check out the huge Tempur-Pedic gallery. During the year-end clearance sale, save at both locations with $500 off floor samples. New in-stock mattress from the best brands Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, and Stearns and & Foster. Plus, get up to $300 in free accessories. Don't miss year-end clearance savings at Cascade Mattress and Furniture in Bend and now in downtown Redmond. Everyday value warehouse prices, Cascade Mattress. CascadeMattress.com or call 678-REST. High Desert Chamber Music invites you to the next event in their landmark 15th season in Central Oregon, brought to you by Mission Building. The next concert in the HDCM Concert Series features resident group and crowd favorites, the Crown City String Quartet. They're regularly featured in a number of concert series in Southern California and around the Pacific Northwest. Don't miss their annual appearance in Bend this season. This concert is brought to you by the Pine Tavern Restaurant and takes place on Saturday, January 14th at 7.30 p.m. at the Unitarian Universalist Fellowship of Central Oregon. Details and tickets at highdesertchambermusic.com. Title sponsors include Mission Building, Miller Lumber, German Master Tech, Pine Tavern Restaurant, Hayden Homes, Cascade A&E, and this station. High Desert Chamber Music, Come hear the music. Thank you, Central Oregon, for another great year. With Christmas just around the corner, Finn & Fire has a special gift for the person who loves the outdoors. For years, Finn & Fire has been outfitting the Central Oregon community with all the best brands in fly fishing, hunting, and outdoor gear. If you have that hard-to-shop-for outdoorsman on your list, we can help with huge selections from Sitka, Sims, Patagonia, Benchmade Knives, Yeti Coolers, and more. Or interested in fly fishing, maybe? From starter fly fishing packages to guided fly fishing trips on our famous Deschutes River, our professional team will make sure you get what you need to make that special person's next outdoor experience amazing. So don't be the last-minute shopper this year. Come into Fin and Fire and find what you need to make the people in your life happy this holiday season. As your locally owned fly shop and outdoor store, Fit and Fire is across from Safeway on Highway 97 in Redmond. Or shop from the comfort of home at finandfire.com. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At Hims, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right. Get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4 slash joy. That's 4 slash joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. The mission is clear. Give honest, transparent analysis and actionable advice every week. Make sure to connect with us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. My name is Tyler Simonis. That guy over there, he's Josh Finelli, and we're partners at North... Or he's that guy, as Grayson would call him, but but we know him on the radio as Josh Finelli. Uh, if you would like to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least 500000 of investable assets, call our office to get it scheduled, 800 
or go to our website, financial or oh, that's our old one, northwestquadrantwallet.com, send us an email. So uh, for those of you that listen to our show or follow financial markets and the CNBC goons, um, you know who Kathy Wood is. She is the founder and runs a firm called uh, ARK. Um, A-R-K-K. And there's a ETF that she runs called the ARK Innovation Fund, and it was the darling of the uh, FOMO period. Look at that, FOMO. I know yeah. what that means. Great acronym. Tim, do you know what that means? Nope. Uh, anyways, fear of missing out, Tim. Come on. Uh, but anyways, um, you know, her stock, her ETF was up, you know, triple digits one year and it just owned all of the junkiest of junkiest companies, companies that were trading at 100 times sales, all of these ridiculous valuation stocks. And the funny thing is when you go look at all of these uh, market booms like we saw um, headed into this year, um, the, there's always been some of these people out there. They're oh, they always are out there, and the financial press promotes them like crazy. Uh, and then you know they go away because they their fund or their investment blows up, and you never hear from them again. Uh, but the the unfortunate thing for for us is that you know that being promoted and interviewed all the time, that means lots of people put money in their crappy investment products and then lose billions and billions of dollars. And this lady has raised uh, tons of money, but it looks like it's finally rolling over. And and I would tell any of you out there that if you have money in this fund, the, the, what gets to be a problem in, in these funds, and it's a big, big problem, especially as big as her fund is, is that when money starts to come out of her ETF, uh, redemptions, meaning investors want their money back, um, she has to start to sell what she owns in the fund to meet those redemption requests. Uh, and it becomes this self-fulfilling thing because she has such big positions in these relatively small companies for her position size. It starts to move the stock. She's selling as the stock's going down and it makes it go down a, more. It becomes a feedback loop. Um, and so, you know, usually when it goes south, the acceleration goes south very quickly. And so you want to get your money out before that cycle happens because it can be very, very painful. There's a, that's a pretty concentrated portfolio. There's only like 30 stocks in it. She trimmed it pretty significantly. The average stock's down about 60% versus the index being down about 15. What's crazy so to it's... me is the SEC, she talks about, the. she thinks that the her portfolio positions are going to generate uh, average annual returns for the next five years of 25% per year, meaning she thinks her fund's going to do 25. And she is allowed to say that on television and in in print. Or even and just reiterating. The, the idea that the SEC doesn't go after that to me is crazy. Reiterating the million-dollar 2025 Bitcoin target, like it's – it's just nonsensical, but I mean, I guess you can give her credit for uh, being unwilling to bend because, as we know, a lot of these market commentators, they're, what they're saying has completely evolved from what they were saying just a few short months ago. It's interesting to kind of watch the trajectory of uh, the talking heads. So on this radio show and, you know, on, t on television and in print, um, you know, uh, everybody professes to know what's going to happen in the future, right? That's like partly why I guess you listen to us. We're, we're trying not to predict the future. We're just trying to tell you how to behave. Um, uh, but the three words that are rarely heard in our world are, I don't know. And why is that? Because uh, it, the future is unknown and, and having humility, anybody that has humility to admit that is it's very hard. We're all wired uh, to have overconfidence, right? It's just, it's just human nature. Um, but the, the reality is, I don't know can lead to lots of success in the investment business uh, if you're indexing. And so you hear things like, you know, you, this happens all the time. Where will the S&P be at the end of the year? The answer to that question, Josh, I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> uh, where will the 10-year yield be at the end of the year? I don't know. Is, go is gold or Bitcoin a better investment here? I don't know. All of, the, all of these questions that get asked all of the time and people have – definite answers to right that's the thing that crazy is crazy to me like these questions get asked um you know will inflation all these questions get asked the people that get asked these questions have very definitive answers like they know for sure and all of you out there watching them say whoa that you know i hear from my father-in-law clients all the time so and so from goldman sachs said this. well they're like the scott galloways and shamath palahapatias of the world where the more confidence and hubris they say something with the more believable it is but then you go back and you look at their actual record of prediction and it's abysmal and so the answer is i don't know and it doesn't matter if you know or not right that's the point like i don't know where the s p is going to end 2023 i have a good idea 
that in 2033, it's going to be a lot higher. And that's all that I care about. So, you, you know, the answer, the, the ones that you should be listening to, the Buffets of the world that say, I don't know, that anybody knows better to ask Buffett where they think the 10 years is going to be. or they, Well, or, and his or, silly know. old adage of, I don't know when to not know stocks, but I know whether to. Right, exactly. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about this bear market checklist. Um, you know, the, the funny thing is the bear markets happen more frequently than most people uh, would like to admit. You know, on average, five or six years, we're going to get a bear market, which is uh, from peak to trough, a 20% correction or more. So they happen more frequently than most people would like to admit. A 10% cor- correction happens almost yearly. Uh, so the first thing to imp- that's very important to know, uh, and I can use my, myself as an example, is know your time horizon. So I'm 46 years old. Um, and so my time horizon for my retirement dollars is pretty far, right? I have uh, it, th- that money's. I have a long time horizon, but I also have a 17-year-old son who is a senior in high school, and God willing, he's going to go to college next year. He's already gotten into some schools, but he, you know, he's going to go to if his mother doesn't kill him, he's going to go to college next year. Um, and so, I have been saving diligently since I got a Social Security number for for him a month after he was born. And so my time horizon with his money, uh, 529 money, his college savings money, is very definite, right? I know that uh, next fall I'm going to have to spend 60000 whatever the number is next fall to, to pay for his freshman year of college, and then I'm going to spend that money down. So I know my time horizon for that. So my bear market checklist for that is it's in a fixed account, right? I, I just can't take any market volatility. And what's funny is he has a younger sister who's a sophomore. Um, in both cases, I, I, you know, when they turned 15, I think I started to make their portfolios more conservative, um, and he has got more conservative quicker. And my daughter stayed more aggressive. My daughter's account blew by his and got way, way much, much bigger. Um, but since I've made his much more conservative and hers stayed relatively aggressive, his his has since passed hers. And so um, that's the important thing to know. Time horizon is very important. For some of my money, I can take a lot of risk, equity risk. Uh, for other parts of my money, I, I can't. So that that's an important thing to know as it relates to a bear market. That you know you can't afford. You know you can't take maximum amount of risk all the way to the day you retire, and then expect you're going to be in a bull market when you retire, and you can make changes then. Uh, so that's that's an important thing to know. Um, make sure you're really diversified. So because we've seen a bull raging bull market in U.S. large cap growth stocks, that's what most of you own. You're not diversified. You might have eight different large cap funds or eight different large cap ETFs or a bunch of large cap U.S. stocks in your portfolio, but you're not actually diversified. And so when we talk about diversification, we mean asset classes that don't trade together. Go back to the uh, a very similar market to like one, one we're seeing right now, um, the 2000 through 02 period. You know, NASDAQ went down 80%, but if you had a truly diversified portfolio during that period, you actually had positive returns, but it had to be truly Diversified, and most of you aren't truly uh, diversified because we we do free return uh, port reviews. The other thing is, look, for, you know, we say like buy into this weakness. A lot of you say, well, I'm not adding cash. I'm retired. One way you can be buying, you know, selling high, buying low is is by rebalancing your portfolio, right? As as different parts of your portfolio do better than others, rebalance. You're going to be uh, selling the stuff that's done the best and buying the stuff that's done the worst. So, time horizon is a big one. And then, you know, behavioral modification, making sure that you know that this too shall pass. It's not different this time. The most expensive words in the investment business are it's different this time. We know it's not. Always remember, stocks are a proxy for earnings. Great businesses are going to earn more money three, five, ten years from now. That's all you care about. In the short term, there's nothing you can do about it. All right. If you uh, like to be part of the show, if you have a question or a comment, give us a call. The number is 877-670-7117 or go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and send us an email. When we come back, we will tackle some of your email questions. Stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. 
This is Lois Anderson, Executive Director of Oregon Right to Life. After nearly 50 years, Roe v. Wade has been overturned, returning abortion laws to the people. Sadly, in Oregon, abortion is still legal until the moment of birth, with more than half of all abortions paid for with state tax dollars. We have good news, though. With Oregon's political tax credit, you can redirect some of your taxes from paying for abortion to helping stop it. The tax credit lets you take some of your taxes and give Give to a political committee like Oregon Right to Life PAC. The political tax credit allows most couples filing jointly to give up to $100, single filers up to $50, and receive every penny back when they file their Oregon tax return. To learn more about this credit, call 503-463-8563 or visit OregonRightToLife.org. Please claim your political tax credit today because everyone deserves an advocate. We love it here, and we think you will too. Welcome to Alpine Meadows. Beautifully kept landscaping, Alpine Meadows has one-bedroom apartments and two- and three-bedroom townhomes that include washer and dryer, beautiful decks, patios, and designer kitchens. Alpine Meadows is conveniently located next to the Dallas, California Highway and minutes away from Orchard Park's nature trails, a place proud to call home. Google Alpine Meadows townhomes. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. You enjoy the quiet life, but... You like being close to the action. Living that fits you is at Mountain Glen Apartments, located five minutes away from the Bend River Promenade and downtown area. Mountain Glen's units feature designer oak cabinets, and their two- and three-bedroom units come with washer and dryer hookups. Relax with mountain views from your patio or deck. Mountain Glen Apartments Bend, corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. Plateau Travel Plaza. your mind off of the road have a great meal try your slot machines life's good on the plateau quick stop anytime gets you everything under the sun life's good on the plateau food fuel and fun food fuel and fun at the plateau travel plaza in madras you get food fuel and fun all in one fabulous stop after you fuel up with our low fuel prices, enjoy something fresh from our deli. Shop our store for local crafts and jewelry, travel essentials, electronics, and more. Then have some fun in our game room with 30 of the hottest slot machines and all the rewards you can handle. Life's good on the plateau. Food, fuel, and fun. At Washington Trust Bank, can't is a four-letter word. I think we should hire more people. It's I'm late for a meeting. I'm thinking of starting my own practice. Ooh, can't do it. Too much capital. We need a warehouse. I can't imagine how we do that. We should knock that wall down and expand. Can't do it. There's always another wall beyond the wall. Washington Trust Bank. We believe you can do whatever you set your mind to, and we'll help you get there. Visit watrust.com to get started. Washington Trust Bank. Member FDIC. your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Call us today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Financial Focus Radio. We appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Okay, Mr. Finelli, this is not a trick question, so don't read in more into it. But uh, what matters more, your savings rate or your investing return? Of course, your savings rate. Well, most people would not agree with that. Most people say that the latter uh, is more important, and it's the one that gets all t the attention, right? Nobody focuses on how much you save. They focus on your returns. Well, but the savings rate is a function of the, of course, no, the, no, of course. the I'm gonna, derivative is the time value. I'm going to get into that. Right. But, you know, our industry and, and the talking heads, you know, they wouldn't have anything to sell if, that, if the returns didn't matter. Um, but so... In reality, though, the savings rate is obviously far more important. Most people don't save much at all, and without savings, you can't invest. And that's true whether you make 50 grand a year or 500 grand a year. Uh, in the U.S. today, the personal savings rate is under 5%. 
uh, that 5% is an aggregate number, so most people save a lot less. 56% of Americans, 56% of Americans are unable to cover $100,000, or sorry, $1,000 emergency expense with their savings, uh, and 54% carry uh, a balance on their credit card. So the, na- the math isn't good. Uh, so let's look at it this way. The median household income in the U.S. is roughly 71000 So let's assume an effective tax rate uh, of 15%. That leaves disposable income of a little over $60,000. So if we assume various savings rate uh, between 1% and 10% on that sixty grand, um, we can look at the difference. So if, we, if, a household in, if that household that makes $71,000 a year uh, saved 1% of their disposable income per year and earned a 10% return, uh, they would have a balance of about $100,000 after 30 years. Alternatively, if they saved 10% of their income per year but only got a 1% return, they would have $210,000, <laughs> which is $111,000 difference. So obviously returns do matter, but how much you save uh, matters a lot more. And so I bring that up is, you know, that's the one thing that you can control. Now, I'm not saying you know, you always control how much money you make, although this is America and it's pretty darn easy uh, to be successful if you're willing to work hard uh, and make good decisions, as I tell my kids. Uh, and uh, But the, the one thing that you can control is how much of your income, whether it's 30000 or 300000 you you have uh, ability to, you know, and I know a lot of you don't think that that's true, but you do have the, that's the one thing you can control. Okay, Mr. Finelli. Uh, this doesn't say who it's from, but we got an email. It says, I have $600,000 invested. Uh, I have $600,000 invested, but my financial advisor has only made one trade this year and left $7,500 of that in cash in my Roth IRA. Is it time to fire him? Well, we're not in the business of uh, defending uh, our competition, but... Uh I don't know that that's necessarily been a bad play so far in 2022. I mean, uh, cash or near cash, I guess, is sort of the assessment that you should maybe make to determine the merit of what they're doing. But, uh, of course, the silver lining that we've often highlighted about this year is that risk-free, whether it's in some version of a money market or just a short-term treasury fund uh, available to a lot of people out there in their 401k, of course, is a stable value fund as well. Those things now pay somewhere north of 3% on average uh, short-duration but treasuries. I think, the bigger co- I think the bigger comment is that there's only been one trade and that, you know, in a period like this, you need to be doing something, right? Yeah, and, you know, of course, being invested, you know, even if you invested at a market peak, uh, you tend to outperform the individual that wasn't invested simply because most people don't have the wherewithal to actually deploy that cash in the midst of a sell-off. Uh, so that may be something to, you can use in that framework to assess whether or not they're doing the right thing. But uh, it certainly wouldn't have worked to your benefit for them to have deployed it early at this point. But as long as that cash is parked in something that uh, is appropriate in your situation, i.e., you know, it's a stable value fund, money market, whatever it is that's actually generating some sort of return, uh, net of cash, uh, I don't know that them not having done something at this point uh, should be something that you utilize to as ammunition against them. Yeah, let's say the one trade was a rebalance trade, right? That's yeah. what you would want and expect them to do as markets traded lower. But the idea, and this is a common theme among investors when we have bear markets or volatility, is that activity equals value. Right. Like you need to be doing something in a time like this. And so we get these calls. Right. Like, what are you guys doing? What should we be doing? Should I be should I be telling you what 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 are we doing here? We need to do something. And the answer is, what are you talking about? Read a book. Go for a walk. Like, don't do you know, we do stuff based on uh, rules. Not be- because clients think we should be doing something just for the sake of there, doing it. The data is pretty clear that there is a direct correlation between the number and frequency of trades that retail investors make and their underperformance relative to the index. And make of that what you will. But, you know, we got large influx of cash near the end of last year, and we were very reticent to deploy it uh, simply because of the broader environment. And rising rates is like gravity for stock prices. But uh, that's not to say they're... Uh, there's not going to be better opportunities going forward. All right. We got an email from Jill. Jill says, can I purchase a U.S. Treasury bill myself 
or do I need to go through a bank or financial institution? Uh, well, you can purchase it yourself via treasurydirect.gov. Uh, you just create an account and fund it with an ACH electronic transfer. and it, From your bank. From your bank, but uh, you can also do it on a platform, a custodial platform, whether it's Schwab or TD Ameritrade or whatever it is that you uh, use personally. But uh, an easier way to do it for many people is actually just utilizing Treasury Direct. Well, the thing is, it's not true. Treasury Direct is the, the user most, interface isn't great. It's not but, use, a good user yeah. interface. And so, like, it's when, hard to do it on Schwab for a lot of people, though, because the bond market confounds a lot of people. Yeah, I just say that, you know, from a from an from an ease of managing in a future in the future, the you know, the, the big custodians sort of you can see. Uh, more, you know, you, see, you can see more markets, the primary market in some cases and the secondary market, but it gives you the, uh, you know, like you have the ability to sort of, uh, you know, when things mature or if you need to create liquidity, it's easier, right? So to create liquidity on treasurydirect.gov takes a little bit more effort. And so, you know, my preference in, in the way that, I mean, you could, like Josh said, you can do either uh, and they're both totally okay. And the, the, the reason that, you know, in some cases it's better to go direct, but in this case, the treasury market is very, very liquid and very massive. I mean, it's the biggest, most liquid market in the world uh, and it's very efficient. And so, you know, there's not lots of uh, spread being taken by these big custodians when you trade on their platform, when you trade treasuries. So for me, I would rather go to a financial institution like a Schwab or a Vanguard or TD or a Fidelity um, because it's just an easier way to trade these bonds. And I can see like I can I can put in parameters. I can say this is the bond. This is the duration I'm looking for. This is, you know, the this is all the things that I'm looking for. And they will spit those all out for me. So I think that just for me is a better way to go about doing it. All right. That is our show this week. We appreciate you all listening. Remember, buy low, sell high. We'll talk to you next week. listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit northwestquadrantwealth.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take Take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstances and, if necessary, seek professional advice.